Welcome to issue 480 of the Major Spoilers Podcast. Yes, it's another Dueling Review Podcast. I think I'm going to wait until we hit like 500. You know, we can use these Dueling Reviews to boost our Major Spoilers numbers. Right. Just like Amazing Spider-Man when they release three issues a week. That's kind of what we're doing. And then when we get to issue 500... We'll call it the Superior Major Spoilers. Well, that would imply that we're inferior now. What? No, we're amazing now. No, we're spectacular. And Zach is friendly neighborhood. <laughs> Your friendly neighborhood, Zach. Oh, everybody, welcome to uh, Dueling Reviews, where Matthew and I sit down and we take a crack at a book that is brand new this week. Most of the time. Last week we had a, uh, a backlog week or whatever it was for Thanksgiving. I forget what it was. Well, I think it may have been one of those things where uh, all of the writers were on their game and they stole all the good stuff. Those bastards. And and you and I had a uh, choice of doing like Batwing number 14. No, no. <laughs> that, or the that Adventures book, of Ambush you know, Bug's Smarter Brother. Just not to go into a too far off topic because we do want to spend some time talking about this. But, you know, the of all the books that I'm surprised have lasted in the New 52, Batwing is the one that I figured was going to be first on the chopping block. It's got a bat in it. I, I think that that bat connection is enough to, to give them a little bit of leeway. I man, I don't know. I, I do not They're like talking, that series at well, all. When I say they, I mean he, and when I say he, I mean Rich is talking about whether Sword of Sorcery and uh, oh, Team yeah, yeah, Seven I saw might that. already. Yeah, he was looking at the block. he was looking at the trade paperbacks and saying that mm-hmm. why would they collect a trade of issues one through eight? That must mean something. <laughs> it could mean something. I am rich. Hello, I'm English, <laughs> and I'm rich. This Speaking of English. Speaking of English, this week we're taking a look at Dynamite Entertainment's Sherlock Holmes, The Liverpool Demon Number 1, by uh, Leah Moore, who is uh, uh, Roger Moore's daughter. No, not Roger Moore. Alan Moore. Right. No, no, no. Shecky Green. Dennis Moore. Uh, And uh, her husband, John... How do you say his last name? Repion? Repion? Repion. Uh, That's her husband. He's the artist. Oh, no, he does. He's not the artist in this one. He's the co-writer. The artist is a gentleman named Triano. Matt Triano. Well, I will let me just talk start with art on this right uh, first of all. I much preferred when I'm pretty sure Repion did the uh, art in the 2009 series. Maybe not. I have to go back I and look really that quick. He did actually. I believe that the 2009 series was well, Same the guy? covers of course by John Cassidy on recall, right, right. recall that. Right. But I uh, don't know exactly. Oh, by the way, because we are speaking of an English title, I'm going to see if I can be English for the entire show. <laughs> I, I do it mostly so <laughs> actually heard an English accent can <laughs> sit and mock me have you heard an English accent there. before <laughs> yes I, I, I've been watching Doctor Who for like 50 years <laughs> the, the problem is I, the, the I problem with the, with the problem with Doctor Who is they use that British accents and they're all sort of stuck <laughs> and they're all sort of awful <laughs> no, they're all very good. The problem is individually they're very good. When you put them all together, it's one of those things like like when Spike was on Buffy. And he was like, hello, I'm Spike, and I'm all Cockney. And then he started doing scenes with Anthony Stewart Head, who has very received pronunciation. And all of a sudden, his accent starts to drift across the continent. It's quite fascinating to listen to, actually. Yes, I suppose. Um, you know, the problem with the BBC... Uh English accent is it's what they consider that well they call it the BBC accent because right, if you listen to any of the anybody who's played Doctor Who before and when they drop out into their uh, regular dialect man it is totally night and day well, on some of those guys in, in their defense the seventh and ninth doctors weren't quite 
as RP as the rest. But if you ever hear David Tennant talk as David Tennant, oh, yeah. there's a scene, a tooth and claw, when David Tennant is in Scotland. And he he, started, he breaks out his Scottish accent. That's actually David Tennant talking like David Tennant. Oh, really? Talks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. I saw him on something where they were looking for his ancestors, the McDonald's. And every time he opened his mouth, I'd expect to hear, well, and you'd get, hello, my name is Clan McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Hello. My great-grandfather founded a hamburger restaurant somewhere in Tucson, Arizona. <laughs> five minutes in, and we have yet to talk about Sherlock Holmes, the it Liverpool Devil. So, okay, so the, the person who did the art last time was mm -hmm. uh, Aaron Campbell. That's who did the art in the last issue. Uh, or the right. last series. This one is Matt Triano. And I got to tell you, when Campbell did the art, Sherlock Holmes looked a lot like your Basil Rathbone, uh, Peter Cushing, uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes. This yeah. one looks nothing like that. So for the first time when you see him and he looks like maybe a, a, a really like young, Knight. young, well, I was going to say more Roger, Roger uh, Moore or a Sean Connery, super young. It, it's kind of off-putting, to be honest with you, because it's like, well, that's not what Sherlock Holmes looks like. He's got the bulbous nose, and he's got a widow's peak that is more a comb-over than anything. He looks like, I don't know, he looks more like something you would see in a 60s um, action-adventure TV series than a classic uh, Sherlock Holmes uh, reference. I don't so, know if I'd go that far. He kept reminding me of Dick Van Dyke mm, in uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Also with a bad but, English accent? Well, exactly, yes. But more importantly, Watson oh, yeah, looks totally like Harry Mudd. Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. Totally, Watson totally, totally. In the, in the last series was kind of... He was, he was portly. He was, yeah, yeah. He was a, a chunky gentleman. But, right. I mean, this guy... This one has broad shoulders. Like, you know who he looks like. Remember in um, Dark Knight Return or um, Dark Knight Returns, yeah, uh, yeah, where Bruce Wayne is old, but he's got the mustache going. That's kind of how Watson looks like, uh, you know, especially in the face. That's how he looks. Um, he reminds me here of the actor who played Mark Twain in season six of Star Trek The Next Generation and of Harry Mudd. Yeah, yeah, Harry Mudd for sure. I'm in a Star Trek vein, but of Harry Mudd from the original series. So uh, Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes is in Liverpool uh, in 1888, and he is tracking a killer, a serial killer, a woman who um, basically kills people that have a higher wealth than she does and basically steals their identity and, and moves on to identity. other places, which, you know, to be honest, a, a couple of people have been uh, commending me on the Stuff You Missed in History class, the podcast that I've mentioned a couple of times before. They've actually done some stories on men and women who just basically marry someone they've never met before, you know, a, a mail-order bride or groom, kill that person, steal all their wealth, and then assume their identity or just say, well, I don't know. They just ran off in the middle of the night and I'm so heartbroken as of a widow. And yet she's out there killing people left and right. So, you know, the this tale, as loose as it is, as, as, as awkward as it is to start off this arc, um, does have some basis in reality for some of the serial killers of the time period. Um, yeah, and it, it kind of feels like. That's not the whole, that's not the point of this issue, honestly. Right. That feels like, we. well, we clearly hit the characters in Media Res, where they're in the right. middle of a, a mystery. Mm -hmm. And it feels like we're getting the end of a mystery that yeah. we didn't get to see. And, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that mm -hmm. um, at all, because there's a lot of books that will kind of begin with an ending of another story that you haven't seen before. Right. Um, and I think that's kind of a classic Victorian literature thing. Yeah. 
Holmes was Victorian, right? Yes. Uh, anything Plastic. anything before uh, 1900 is is uh, Victorian. Uh, well, between 18 what is yeah, it? 1860 18 and 18, 1900. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to make sure that there weren't literary people out there yelling at me and going, go back to your X-Men. Yeah. Don't type in, uh, don't type in, uh, Victoria with your safe search off. Oh, I always get that, that one song by the dead milkman and pictures of the yeah, girl yeah. from, uh, Victorian era, know. Victorian era officially runs 1837 until 1901. Although you can pretty much assume when the queen took the throne. And the time right. that she lived is more what more people consider. But I don't know. That's what I consider. But Sherlock Holmes is really at the height of the Victorian era. Um, there are some, I, I guess the problem that I have starting off into this issue is there is a lot of what we are, what I am assuming right now is nonsense stuff, stuff that doesn't make a whole lot of filler. sense or is, yeah, it's filler materials. What it feels like we start with the ending of this uh, killer that Holmes has been tracking then we get mm-hmm. uh, two ruffians uh, rousting a, a drunk in the middle of the street. Mm-hmm. And then we cut away to um, Holmes at this uh, hotel waiting to go back to London and um, running into these three potential railroad magnets. Right. These uh, One of them is an old friend of Watson, right. which is how they get involved. And I've discovered something. I haven't read a whole lot of Holmes, but an old friend of Watson should be treated with the same sort of fear that an old friend of Ben Cartwright coming to town in Bonanza <laughs> is, because it is pure and simple. Chaos is on its way. But I kind of, I liked that because it felt to me, it felt more authentic to the period piece that we're trying to tell. Yeah, I bit guess. Where we're sitting, we're like, oh, gentlemen, tell us about, well, I've just come back from the East India Company, and I've purchased 17 women, which I'm going to be using as my uh, lady slaves, if you will, to uh, wander about my house and do jumping jacks in the nude. You know, that sort well, not that, because that doesn't happen in this book, and I don't want you to be offended. Um, but that sort of thing feels very much like the authentic Holmes that I've read. I now, guess my favorite Holmes is uh, the Marvel Comics adaptation, <laughs> which I believe was done by Roy Thomas, a.k.a. the Super Adaptoid. But yeah, this I mean, this felt like it. It felt like something that could have been written by Conan right. Doyle. Well, well, well here's the weird a, thing. A here's the weird thing. That last series was in like 2009. It feels like it was just yesterday, which means I'm getting old and my memory's going, but I was like, man, this uh, was like, had to have just been like 2000, late 2010, 2011 when the last series went. And I went and looked and it was like, no, 2009. And See, for uh, me, it feels like it was forever ago. Oh, really? I, yeah, I just, that book I, has come and gone, been in the quarter bin and disappeared. Well, maybe it's just because I really like that, that first series that, 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 uh, Lee and her and, um, and, uh, John did. Um, uh, and it worked really, really well for me and so maybe that's why i remember it because i get into this book now and i'm like trying to remember did they do a lot of this type of stuff the last time and it of course having a payoff you know six issues later or four issues later right and i cannot now, remember that, that for the life series, of me the one where where holmes is accused of murder and ends up in jail and yes. has to sneak out yeah, and, and escapes and we get, and, and we get mycroft yes yeah. And it's actually Mycroft done like Mycroft and yes. Mycroft done like that Gene Wilder movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it yeah. totally was. It was totally a series. really good series. It really was. This is not bad, though, 
because it has it has what you need from a home it has watts being kind of the all-purpose you know human knife where he's he's a spoon and he's a protector and he's a guy to go oh well, how do you know yeah. that oh yeah, it's it's really it has it's, that perfect moment where the the three railroad men are sitting there, and Holmes is like, "Perhaps your end would tell you of a great trauma." And right, you, sir. Well, you know didn't that transition, the weather? but that transition into the uh, the discussion of the supernatural seems just all of a sudden just really forced in there. Um, yeah. But I guess they're commenting on the weather, and then that leads to this discussion of the supernatural, and then Holmes pulling a Holmesian uh, bit where he's just using observation to deduct that uh, these three men have something in their lives, and they're like, oh my gosh, you're, you're psychic. He's like, no, here's how I do it. Um, yes. And that and that again, that sets up that Holmes is, number one, with the scene where he's shooting guns and uh, you know fighting with women with swords in the, on the docks, it shows that he is someone, a man of action. Um, I'm not really sure what's going on with the people that are getting beat up or any of the, the police activity stuff, um, but then when we get into the lounge and they're drinking, it shows that, you know, Holmes is a man of great intelligence as well as action. And so that really right. does kind of build those those characters. I don't know. It just seemed rather forced to me. Now, the real action starts in really the closing four or five pages of the issue where all of a sudden people are dying and people are running in the streets and there's bodies that are mangled and people are like, what the heck is going on? And they're like, oh, it's Spring Hill Jack. He's come Bloody to kill us all. Jack. He's come to kill us all. And Would you like some steak and kidney pie? And uh, that's where the real mystery begins, is this sudden appearance of this demon, dragon, spring Jack. I mean, uh, I, I love the story of spring Jack, um, yeah. especially when it's told by someone with a real proper English accent. Uh, people who listen to Coast to Coast AM, there's a um, historian... Um, what do they call mythological historian or something like that? Who'll come on and tell these stories of spring heeled Jack. And it's just like fun to listen to him with this great, deep English voice. And it's really cool. Uh, but that's really where the mystery starts is who is, what is this In demon? The Victorian era. We got our villains. The old yeah, yeah. fashioned way. We earned them. What is this demon that is, uh, that's terrorizing Liverpool. Hence the, Clearly, it's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, it the could be. Of the doom that came to Gotham. Well, actually, he went back even further in time period because doom came to Gotham is 1920s. This is, well, 1880s. He traveled back in time. Well, but there's See, that point in the story where, where Bruce was had, was gone for basically 20 years. Who knows what he was doing the 20 years before that? But that's what this reminds me of as much as anything um, on, on the previous, what, two podcasts ago? No, just one? this last one. Just the one that came out the yesterday. The last one we did, 479, we yeah. covered the doom that came to Gotham. Mm -hmm. And we had a long discussion about whether the pure supernatural elements of H.P. Lovecraft and the yada-da, I am the Batman, mm -hmm. actually merge together. Right. And I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that we don't have to have that discussion at the end of this nope. book. Because Holmes is less likely to be able to coexist for me. Right, the supernatural, and, and that's even and he's and even they kind of even indicate that in the um, supernatural discussion where Holmes is like, no, it's there's no such thing as ghosts. There is only people that it can observe. So this terror, whatever it is, I think we're going to get to that point where Holmes may start questioning the spiritual world, but in reality, he's just going to in the last panel, and it was Farmer Brown. And whip it off, and and the farmer will be there. And, I would have got away with it too if it hadn't been for you and that darn doctor. 
I want you to say, and it was Farmer Brown again. And, and it was Farmer Brown. My, my <laughs> I wasn't even trying to do a British <laughs> accent. Oh, hello, well. hello, it was, it was you, Farmer you Brown. You succeeded, is what happened. <laughs> you weren't trying, and you didn't succeed. And that's... Yeah, uh, so I, I, I would imagine... I would imagine that's kind of where we're going to go with that. I agree. Um, which is kind of fun because I mean, if you remember Hound of the Baskervilles, that was the whole Mm -hmm. thing too. There's this demon spirit, uh, running across the moors, this demon dog. And, uh, Holmes gets to the point where, yeah, yeah. Uh, where Holmes is all along going, no, 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 no. And then there's the moment where he's like, well, maybe. And then he's like, no, it's not. And here's what it really is. Just a giant mastiff. Um, so covered in fudge. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what did what did you think of this story, though? Is it? It was well. It, it, the only phrase that I can think of that really fits. It was inoffensive. It was it was well crafted in mm-hmm. terms of being a believable Holmes tale. It didn't feel completely out of character, except in as much as the designs were less uh, less of a piece than the last series. Fred Astaire, yeah, is who yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're is right. who Holmes looks like in some of these pages, which is very strange. Yeah, yeah. And in the last series, you're, you're right. He had a very Basil Rathbone. And I was story. looking. I was trying to see if maybe what they were doing was trying to uh, use the likenesses of many of the actors who played Holmes in the past. And there's no one that I could find that looked like uh, this guy. Yeah. So certainly it's, not Robert Downey Jr. No, 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 no. And I think that's also he also kind of he also kind of reminds me of Doc Magnus. From DC's, uh, but DC's there's uh, a metal clear man. element here of this is how we remember Holmes, and it, it's almost a little bit of a you guys know that movie, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. not what it's like, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if I would call it, you know, just a, a point where they're like poking the movie in the eyes, but it's definitely an attempt to tell a, to tell a traditional Holmes tale. Well, and I think that's and what it, the 2009 series did as well. Yes, it was 2009. It <laughs> was so long ago. Um, it, was, it was nearly three years ago, which is almost a decade if you don't know how to count. I guess my problem is that it just felt like there was such a slow burn to get to the action that it almost, and again, we don't know what's coming up in the next chapter, the next issue. It almost felt right. like, as we said, or as you had said, it feels like filler that is just using to bulk up the story and give us kind of a lead in. But I guess when you analyze what Holmes is really doing in those two sections, mm-hmm. it makes a little bit more sense. And this makes it a little bit more crafted art wise. Is this a one of five or a one of six? Uh, that's what I was looking for. I think the last time it was, I think it's a one volume of five. One. Um, I could swear that comiXology told me one of five. Yeah, I'm just using the review copy that they sent us. Let me just look here. I actually had to. What did you think of the uh, of the of the art? Um, we often have this discussion, and it's usually you that says it. That says I could tell this was a dynamite book as soon as I opened it. <laughs> yeah, they really have a heavy inking uh, style in their darks that really go style, go black. They have a particular coloring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, line that is very evident. The ink line is here, and the coloring is that that pastel. So it's not mm-hmm. four color comics. Mm-hmm. There's a point where everyone's getting rained on and the rain is kind of a grayish Brown. Yeah. And it looks like they're all being covered in some sort of gravy. Well, but keep in mind the London fog really wasn't fog. It was 
coal dust and soot blowing through the air, which is why there's that nice shot at the hotel and they're like later in the afternoon and it's like pitch black outside. You know, if it was raining and, you know, height of the Industrial Revolution where you had a lot of the coal factories just chugging out pollution left and right, it may not be too far off the mark. Maybe some of our listeners who were alive back then, I know there's one person who claims that he's been around forever, uh, may remember the the brown rain that fell. <laughs> I'm 257 years old. but um, I was around when <laughs> Conan Doyle wrote the first uh, Sherlock Holmes story. And let me he tell wrote, you, sir. He wrote it on tree bark in his own urine. Uh, to a f- uh, this is a one of five. It's a five-issue series. Excellent. As one of five... I feel like the pacing pacing doesn't do me any, you know, problems. I'm not like mm-hmm. angry about the pacing as part one of five. Yeah. I think that when you look at it from that standard, I think of it as a three act structure, but I right. guess technically it's a four act structure. Um, when you look at that, if you get into next issue, next issue will have the thing. Issue three will have the big yatata. Issue four will be that. Oh my God, everything is lost. And then in issue five, Holmes will be like, clearly, Watson, you didn't see the man with the burns on his fingernails Mm -hmm. indicating that he was addicted to marijuana. Yes. Clearly, we've been dosed with some industrial strength LSD, which has made us imagine Bruce Wayne, 25 (laughs) years early, climbing about the streets of London, which is ridiculous, you might add. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you on the art that it, it's that dynamite style. And I'm not totally against the dynamite style. I just wish that there oh, would no. be times where we could lighten up on the the heavy, heavy shadows and go with something a little bit more subtle. Right. We don't mean that in the in a purely pejorative sense. No, no, because no. Because no. it, be, it can be good, too. I mean, Green Hornet. Oh, yeah. It really, really, really works. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. And if you've. Um, and this issue, this issue doesn't look bad uh-uh, necessarily. No. Although there are some truly bizarre beards on display. <laughs> well, and there are a couple of times where Holmes's face, you know, the first time we see a close-up of his face, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, cool. And then you go a couple more pages in and there's like some close-up of him in the uh, hotel. And it's just mm-hmm. like, what is this bizarre, weird face where all of a sudden he looks more Peter Laurie than anything else? Um, <laughs> are we talking about, uh, what is it, like page 16 where he's Yeah, sitting, 13 and he's looking. Like, yeah, and he's it's just got that. Got the raised eyebrow. Yeah, it's just that last corner panel on page like 13 or something like that. And he's sitting there, he's like, mercy, yeah, mercy. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's not my fault, I'm crazy. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to make him watch that movie. And for listeners who don't know what we're talking about, listen to issue 481 of the Major Spoilers podcast where we will get up. sit him down and make him watch Unchien on Delu because that, that's, <laughs> what? What? Yeah, 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 yeah. 41, uh, Zach finally watches uh, his first Star Trek movie and gives us a report on that. And you can listen to that on Friday or just yeah. uh, make sure that you subscribe to the Major Spoilers podcast uh, feed. And for and those of you... will miss all the goodness that we No, have. you really won't. And actually, to be honest, uh, I've just been sitting on my laurels here i i really need to get our our master feet well it's better than the other thing i was going to say um i've been sitting on this inflatable donut Uh, (laughs) 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 no i've got a master feed i've got a master feed that's all set up and ready to go i just need to submit it to itunes so that you can subscribe to one feed and get everything uh that's produced by major spoilers and in the future maybe even additional uh, podcasts that are produced by some other people as well, but I just need to yeah, get off my butt and do that. I, it, it probably will be a, a January thing. In the, 2013, you'll be able to see all of the Major Spoilers podcasts. Yeah. We launched uh, we launched video.majorspoilers.com in December 
Uh, so did? people can go and check that out. It's a bunch of videos, just videos. If you just want to see videos and trailers and fan films and television trailers and all that stuff, uh, video.majorspoilers.com. Yeah, it's kind of a soft it, release. Yeah. Uh, May. So what? Hang what's on. your what's your overall uh, impression of this book? What kind of uh, star rating are you going to give it? Uh, well, uh, artistically, I would say it's a two and a half. Okay. From from a writing perspective, um, I would say it's a three and a half. So I'm probably going to average those into three out of five stars. I can see that. I I like the balance here. I think that, you know, when it started out, it felt like they were kind of stunt casting. Here's Alan Moore's daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm glad to see they have gotten away from that because the, the early things that Moore and Repion wrote, like Wild Girl, were clearly, you know, younger writers. This is something that seems pretty sophisticated. It seems pretty Holmesy. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not the hard case Holmes fanatic that my boss Dusty is. So, mm-hmm. you know, he'll tell me on Sunday whether this is a good series or not from a Holmes perspective. I, I would be but interested. Seems- tell him, tell him to go over and and comment uh, on this mm-hmm. uh, on this issue because I'm really yeah. interested to see what people who are true fans of Sherlock Holmes are. And I, you know, like the pulp heroes and the pulp characters of the day. I know a lot. Yeah. But I'm no expert in Doc Savage or The Shadow or anything like that. I know a lot about Sherlock Holmes, but I'm no expert, as some people might be. And I really want your perspective to see how close uh, Moore and Repion uh, hit with this, because I thought the last series felt really spot on. This that may not happen. Dusty is so hardcore that he doesn't necessarily like adaptations Mm. for him. It's you know, it's one of those things where Arthur Conan Doyle did some stories. Those are real stories. Yeah. And other stories aren't necessarily real, which perfectly legit. I feel that way about, you know, certain things. Hawk and Dove. Mm -hmm. If it's not by Steve Ditko and it's Hawk and Dove, I probably don't want to read it. You gave it three stars. I actually liked it a lot. uh, A little a little bit better. I wouldn't say a lot better, but I, I gave this one like three and a half stars. Uh, I think nice. really it took me about a third read before I was like, okay, I see what's going on. Okay, I'm, I feel more comfortable giving it this review. I've had time to reflect on, on really what they're doing. But if you're a first read only person, I think you may not like it. And I think that a first, uh, a, I'm not a first read, a one read only person is probably yeah. going to read this and give it like a two, to be honest, just because there's... And this, yeah, this is not a skimmer. Right, 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 right. If you try to skim this, you're gonna you're just gonna make yourself unhappy. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something. I mean, the the depth of it, the the meat of it, is actually in the. So, gentlemen, right. tell me about it's your it's job. really setting up your character again, mm-hmm. without exactly. having to go into a long expo- exposition of Sherlock Holmes went to this school and he did this, and my friend Watson was in the army and he was going through all these battlefields. Blah, 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 blah. They just very quickly tell you what you need to know, but you have to kind of read it between the lines. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Okay. Uh, so there you go, listeners. There is uh, Sherlock Holmes, the uh, Liverpool demon number one of five from Dynamite Entertainment out this week. Maybe you'll go pick it up on our recommendation. Maybe you won't. Uh, maybe if you're a Sherlock Holmes fan, you'll uh, check it out. And if you have a comment to make, or even if you don't have a comment to make, go over to Majorspoilers.com on every review we do. And you'll see some format issues uh, changing in January. But on every review that we do, including the Dueling Review podcast, we have a rating system, a reader rating. Did you read this book? And you can give a a, a rating of uh, one to five stars, and you can be part of the uh, experience and part of the discussion uh, so that we can continue to talk about books uh, from Dynamite or Boom or DC or Marvel or Image or Top Cow or, you know, whatever else or is out Batman. there. Oh, yeah, well, Batman always gets five stars, so I don't know. 
yeah, how much more discussion you can. It. Yeah, I mean, it's always like, oh, so this is so awesome. Oh, like, but, Batman is awesome. But, but, <laughs> if, but Batman was played by Chris Farley in a trash bag. It was okay. It was cool. <laughs> um, it up down by the river. So uh, head over to Majorspoilers.com and uh, share your thoughts on this book. And we hope that people are going out and checking out these books. Uh, they're a little bit different. They're not uh, from the big two or the big five or anything like that. Uh, but it is something that you can go and check out. Also, while you're over there, if uh, if you want to uh, help us out, click on the Amazon.com link. If you're going to go buy something from Amazon, I just bought a whole bunch of electronics. I've been been uh, reworking the office here so that we can have a more permanent setup for Zach instead of a little uh, one of those little rickety TV TV stands and a headset that he's been using. So we uh, got a little bit more permanent setup. So I've been buying a lot of uh, extra equipment. And I just use that link through Amazon, same price, yeah. same uh, shipping, uh, and a little bit comes back to us, credit comes back to us. And the more people that use that, of course, the more of those credits pile up, and that allows us to do more things in the future, like creating the master feed, like feeding our, our writers, um, and many, many more things. So Amazon.com, uh, help keep the uh, experiment that we have, the six-year-old experiment, growing far into the future. Agreed. M- Matthew... Hello. Next week. We have to pick a book for next week. Next week. Ah, boy. And we've got to figure out what we're going to do for Christmas, too, because I really don't want to sit down on the 25th. Well, no, books come out on the 26th, yes. so we can record something yeah. on the 26th. Oh, I know we what we're do. recording on the 26th anyway. We're doing Amazing Spider-Man 700. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man that. number 700. That's yeah, that's right. the only we Marvel book coming out. So uh, we have from we Dark Horse next it. week. Uh, we have the Game of Thrones embroidered patch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to review that. <laughs> uh, it's a game, see, and it's about these thrones. Uh, we've got number 13, number one, that uh, Zach reviewed on the most uh, recent Major Spoilers podcast, uh, 479. Which technically makes it number 14. Yes. Uh, speaking before. of 14, Batgirl number 14 comes out. Batwoman number 15 comes out. Catwoman number Power 15. Rangers number two. No, that's what you're going to read. On the next major spoilers <laughs> podcast. Now to put that right, in, put to give down, you, I'll put to, it on the next episode. I, I think I sent you an email saying, please review this on the next major spoilers <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'll give you a heads uh, up. It is by the same group of people that did the annoying orange book that Rodrigo reviewed on the uh, major spoilers podcast four seventy nine. Uh, so just kind of be prepared Power for Rangers that. Samurai. Yes, and I I will tell you, Matthew. I read volume one that came out like two or three months ago, and I did not pass that on to you. Power Rangers Samurai. I hear that's the current one that everybody's loving it. It's like, well, now go, they are go called Power Rangers. Super, super Samurai. Su- super Samurai. Yeah, Fables, I, Fables number 124 comes out next week, as does Hellblazer 298. Is that the last issue, or are they ending that with 300? 300 is the last issue. Okay, Nightwing number we'll 15. Need to do 300 at this point. Yeah, we can do that in a couple months. Um, IDW it will. Joe Paluka number one, Mars Attacks Ooh. number six, Dang. Star Trek Doctor Who Assimilation. I think that was the first book that we reviewed on uh, Assimilation number eight. Yep. That's I'm, the last issue. I'm not really interested in reviewing that book. I'm just. But maybe it'll have the 11th Doctor teamed up with Captain Janeway or uh, Mirror Kirk or something. Ah, uh, now right. Mirror Kirk would be interesting if they did that. Wouldn't hmm, it, though? I don't know. We'll think about that. They won't. But no, 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 no. It's full of Borg. <laughs> I am Locutus. 
of Borg. Daredevil number 21 comes out. Hawkeye number six comes out. Um, Hawkeye number six is the Hurricane Katrina issue. No, I think you mean Hurricane Sandy. Yeah. But yes. Uh, we could also we review Ultimate, number six. Well, Ultimate Comics Ultimates number 19. Oh, there you go. I keep expecting you to pop into uh, <laughs> Cornholio mode. Are you threatening me? <laughs> I wasn't going to do it. I've, I considered it. I'm just like, no, no. He wants me to go <laughs> Dark He's Shadows trying. number 11 comes out from Dynamite Entertainment. The Devil's Panties graphic novel comes out from, uh, who I'm does that? Sorry, That's the web. What? It's the Devil's Panties. If you haven't read it, it's a great web uh, series. Um, that's, that's very well done. Uh, it's getting a collected, uh, trade from, I don't know who the publisher is. Um, oh, love those guys. They Grimm's fairy tale. Number yeah. 80 harbinger. Number seven. Are you interested in the harbinger war that's coming out from valiant entertainment? Well, I'm reading harbinger. I'm reading, um, um, that thing. Um, shatter, shatter man, exo man, war. I was reading Exo Man of War and then I dropped out. I was reading Shadow Man and Harbinger and there's another one in there. Ooh, Six Gun number 27 comes out. That makes it number 33. Yeah. Uh, the Spider number seven from Dynamite. Masks number two. Let's do Masks number two. If no one claims With the it. The Spider yeah, and yeah. the Shadow. Yeah. And the Zorro and the Nail. Yeah. Whoops, I did that wrong. And Steven. the black bat and the blue bat. And the spider who's really not Spider-Man and the And the bat bat shadow black. who really is the shadow. The spider is the spider. He's, yeah. he's the Mr. Yeah, Redworth, he's the, the he's master the, of men. The uh you know who they don't have in that, which is really kind of odd, is they don't have um the Avenger. They don't have the Avenger in that series, do they? Uh, they haven't yet. I don't know if they have the rights to the Avenger. Yeah, they do. They were doing a, uh, do they? um, they were doing a series not too long ago. Seven I days from now is the 20th to get Zorro into this because <laughs> Zorro is a good 50 years before yes, or more these maybe, heroes in the thirties, maybe a hundred well, years before. Well, and so, Zorro you know, green Lan- green Hornet and those guys don't appear until the 1930s. So yeah, you got a 50, 50 years. Yeah. yeah. 50 years. Maybe it's going to be like an aged Zorro. Well, you know, they did the Dr. John Robinson and went into outer space. Well, they did that. uh, Dynamite did the uh, Zorro series where he was killed, right? The death of Zorro. And then the Lone Ranger went to go avenge his death. And then it was like somebody else picked up the mantle of Zorro. Out of the night when the cold wind is bright. Uh-huh. All those who choose to oppose his shield must yield. Oh. El Zorro. <laughs> El Zorro. And then, whatever else. Why, why don't you just throw in <laughs> thing ring, do your thing. Uh, <laughs> He's the Zorro. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for paying attention California. to this long to our ridiculousness. Mass number two is what we'll be reviewing next week on Dueling Reviews. And please send us a, send us an email podcast at majorspoilers.com. Let us know what you think of Dueling Reviews. If you want to see it continue, spin off into its own series and a lot, lot more. Podcast majorspoilers.com. Website majorspoilers.com. You can follow me at majorspoilers on Twitter, or you can follow Matthew at Mighty King Cobra. 
We've got issue 481 coming up in uh, about 24 hours, depending on where you're at and when you're listening. Listen to Young Zach review Star Trek. Listen to us talk about being polite during the holiday season. And what was our other thing that we talked about? I think Rodrigo burped. <laughs> yes, hear Rodrigo burp in Espanol. All of that on the next Major Spoilers <laughs> Pod. <laughs> oh, you're going to hell for that one. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye. Major Spoilers is copyright 2012.